144. Sure, let's go with that. Happy New Year. Oh, shit, that's right. To you and your families. It's 2017. It's a whole new year of everything, including wrestling and life and sickness. Oh, yeah. We got real sick. This building that I work in that we record this podcast in is just fucking thromped with a sickness right now. And like, everybody got it. I think it's going from like one person to the other and then mutating enough right. that it can go back to the first person and it never leaves. It's a dangerous cycle that we're in right now, but um, I'm feeling significantly better than I was yesterday, which is why we're doing this podcast on Friday, January 13th, Friday the 13th. Bum, bum, bum. It was a because, fucking uh, shitty day, Warren. Yeah, yesterday. Friday the 13th are always shitty days. Yesterday, I was uh, feeling like pure garbage. My head was on fire. Felt like it was going to explode. Uh, I'm probably going to be coughing a whole bunch today, which I will try and turn my mic off to oh do. Oh, God, then I'll have to carry. But uh, I'm not ready. Yeah, anyways, so that's why we're doing it today. Unfortunately, because of that, Scotty could not get his shift covered tonight, so he's not here. I feel bad. <coughs> <coughs> There's the first one. Didn't turn my mic off for that. Uh, I feel bad about that, but uh, it is what it is, because I would not have been any use to either of you tomorrow or yesterday. So Yeah. Um, that's fine. We got to do. We were going to watch the hockey game yesterday yep. instead. And what a hockey game it was. It was a great hockey game. What a hockey game it was. Uh, all right. Well, we, uh, we we're not, we're not going to talk about the stuff that happened last week. If you watched it, cool. If you didn't, that's also cool. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll stick to this week. Uh, so we do have some things to talk about, lots of news. But, uh, Brando, what, uh, anything, lots of news. anything you want to talk about <laughs> that's happened in the, uh, in the 2017? No, I had a good, great New Year's. Tried to kiss a girl with a boyfriend. Yeah. Um, How'd that go? Not not super good. Mm. Um, it's just pretty hot too. Out of my league, even if she was single. Sure, fair uh, enough. But you know what? I went for it. Champagne was flowing. Yeah, yeah. Well, why not? Got to try. Uh, shotgun a lot of beers that night out in the fucking sub tundra of Canada. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's been cold as hell here. Near the end of which, even in my bare feet, just spilling beer all over my bare feet out on a deck with snow on it. Mm. Um, the funny thing is, is if people from the states that listen to this podcast. We'll come in here one week and be like, hey, it's been fucking great here. Yeah. And then be like, oh, it's been just shitty for the past two weeks. And then next week, it's supposed to be like plus five for the entire yeah. week again. So like, Two days from now, we're in the pluses. And two days ago, with the wind, <laughs> it was like minus 35. Yeah. Ridiculous. Canada, eh? Canada, eh? Uh, oh, what else? Sorry, boot that. Yeah. Uh, well, I think a lot of the, the my time was all uh, hung up because our buddy came in from Thunder Bay. It's true. Yeah, our buddy Andy, who yeah. we've spoken about on this podcast numerous times. Right. Came in from the the Thunder Bay. Uh, he got here on New Year's Day. Yes. Fucking eight o'clock in the morning, for whatever reason. Right. I guess the the red eye flights are a little cheaper, so he got in. Uh, we had told him beforehand. Yeah, we're not picking you up at the airport because I'll fucking be still out of commission, uh, which I was. So that was the right move to make. Right. Uh, you had gone and picked him up before I even woke up. Yeah. That day. But but also not when he needed us to pick him up at the airport. I wasn't willing to commit. Mm. To that. But I went and got him. Uh, from his sister's house. Uh, right. Uh, I, was, I think I was still a little drunk. So the first night, we went to West Edmonton Mall, I think, right? Is that all we did? Yeah. 
Um, Fuck, that whole week is such well, a blur. I went to West Edmonton Mall every day he was there, and I fucking hate that place now. Because <laughs> every he, wanted, he wants to do Christmas shopping when he's here. Because he's, he's doing Christmas with his family. Right, and his, we got the biggest shopping center in Western Canada or whatever the thing is now. Mm. Um, so every day, it's like you f- fucking wake up, you're hungover as hell, and he's like, yeah, I got to go to the mall. And I'm like, there is not a place on this planet. We could have done this all in one day. Yeah. Just go do your shopping, have a couple of drinks, go home, come back, and we're good. Nah, but no, 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 no. No, Every no. day I was just, well, I should go back and get something from my, my grandma, my sister. Matt Eads needs a present. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. Every day. Uh, the la- By the last day, uh, we were so hungover. The hangovers just kept stacking. Um, That we walked through that mall for like an hour 20 and I don't know if we said more than a sentence and a half to each other mm. just kind of dragging our feet he'd drift off into a store I'd go sit on a bench or go to the bathroom just wait for him yeah and like <laughs> I was just like what well, because that's we the thing the first because he left on Thursday so four days of the new year we all all four days all four nights we got drunk yeah consecutively which is I can guarantee you a new record for me, a new personal best of consecutive days, and not only consecutive days, consecutive days at a very heightened level of drunk. Right. And uh, you know what? Five, because New Year's Eve was the night before, so that's five days in a yeah. row, four to start the new year, and it just disorients you completely. Because I know. by the time he left, I was like, what day is it? I when never do knew I have what to go back to work? Yeah. Like, what What am I doing for the rest of the week? What I, is... was, I was a day ahead that the whole fucking time he was there. I was like, it's Wednesday, and then they'd be like, no, it's Tuesday. And then the next day, they'd be like, okay, it's Thursday. And then, no, it's Wednesday. And I was like, okay, I got to work today. And then they're like, no, I work tomorrow. You leave the station. Ridiculous. You, know, you don't belong here today. Ridiculous. I had the whole week off, which was nice. Yeah. Because we got to, you know, get drunk and do crazy things with our buddy Andy. Mm-hmm. And then I had time to recover, whereas you kind of had to go back to work. Yeah, I left like myself one day. cushion day and yeah. ended up getting kind of drunk on the cushion day. Mm. That was dumb. <laughs> Let me tell you, that was the mistake of all the mistakes. Yeah, that'll um, do it. That'll do it. Mm-hmm. Well, we went bowling. We yeah. Some ten pin bowling for the first time. That since was fun. I was like twenty. Um, I'm not very good at bowling. No, me neither. Out. I don't think either of us really showed very well that night. I uh, was definitely the worst. Yeah. Worst. Granted, you beat me one game. Very I drunk, think. and uh, the bowling shoes don't fit me, so that no. didn't help. No. I got them on by the grace of God. Yeah, we were surprised because you didn't think that was happening. No, I didn't tie them up. Nope. But they were on my feet properly, yep. which is nice. Um, some of your feet maybe sticking out, some ends. Yeah, yeah. Probably destroyed those poor things, but yeah. that's okay. I'm sure they've seen worse. Uh, almost fucking dislocated my thumb because I threw a ball that was way too small for my sausage fingers. Almost went flying down the alley. <laughs> like like Fred I'll, Flintstone. Yeah, I'll Fred Flintstone. <laughs> uh, but no, that bowling's fun. I, I was, every time I go, I'm always like, oh, we should bowl more. Yeah. Every it's a time. great but then social, easy game that no one really cares yeah. who's winning. And especially at the one in West Edmonton Mall, like we were saying, they've got like fancy couches and like kind of like lounge yeah. seating that you can just hang out in. You give and... them your credit card, they'll just put a big tab on your lane. It's not It's not how I remember bowling as a kid. No, no. Bowling lanes have stepped their game up in the last 25 years. The old Sherwood Park bowling alley. That's, that's... It was like 10 lanes, 5-pin bowling. Yeah, and like a small arcade with like Two, two arcade machines. games. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
in the jukebox, and I which think a never crane worked. game maybe. Yeah, the jukebox didn't work. I remember putting so much money in that jukebox, and I'd never once heard a song that I picked. Ever. And then there was a little uh, party room over there, and let yeah. me tell you, Warren, if I didn't have twenty birthday parties, oh me too, there, man. <laughs> that was that was the go-to. That's yeah. the yeah, they probably made so much coin on birthdays. Makes a lot of root beer and orange pop in that room. Yeah, let me tell the you. swamp water. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, a lot of pizza. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Was there any highlights, any any really funny Satpod-esque stories that happened from nah, our time together? I mean, that was a weird week because we didn't watch wrestling when Andy was Yes, yeah, so we didn't watch any wrestling at all because he's not, not a fan. Yeah. He tolerated it when he was here, but now that he's moved away, I didn't want to force him to do that on his vacation. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So we watched it, I think, all on the th- Thursday? Yeah. And just kind of like we skimmed through Raw. Oh, this looks interesting. We'll watch this. Pretty much did the same thing for SmackDown. NXT was a rerun, I think. Oh, no, no. It was the uh, Osaka show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we did it all <laughs> in, like, three hours. Just crushed all of the wrestling for the week. And sure. that even threw me off, too. Watching, like, this week's stuff. Where I'm like, oh, right. That happened last week. And, yeah, it was a weird way to do it. But, um, yeah, I don't think there was any funny stories that came out, which is weird. You'd no. think four consecutive days of, of drinking that there would be at least one story. It's but... all, I mean, like anyone hanging out with buddies that they've been hanging out with, it's just like dumb shit that makes us laugh that doesn't yes, play well on that a wouldn't, podcast. Yeah, right? nobody else would find funny because it's just our dumb shit. If there's any Overwatch fans, I was on the dance floor at Hudson's. That's a good one. Um, And uh, after I had been out there for literally an hour, um, running out of actual dance moves, uh, of which I know many, um, but a perfected none. They, uh, I, we decided to play a game where Andy would just yell out Overwatch characters, and I would do an Overwatch themed dance, mm-hmm. um, which was just the height of nerdyism. <laughs> Bra- and I was wearing my big steel toe boots because oh, yeah. I never had time to go uh, get my regular ones. So yeah. I was just a fucking treat to watch out there. <laughs> just stomping around. Yeah. Did uh, like a little tracer one. It's only play with the Overwatch fans where I like walked up. And acted like I was about to dance with a bunch of really hot girls, and then rewound Zip away back. from it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well done. Uh, there was fun to be had all three days. Yeah, I laughed. My face hurt every day when I woke up from laughing. No one was violently killed. We didn't suplex anyone through the fucking no a bed. There this wasn't time. any carnage. No one, my bed remained firmly intact, which is um. not usually the case when you get your hands on Andy. I was very impressed with my ability to recover. Day to day as well. I was like, I don't think there was one day where I woke up and I was like, I can't go tonight. I that was me every day. Yeah. Um, and the second night, I really didn't go a whole lot. Um, I was prepared to, but the night as the night started to turn down, I was like, I think I'm gonna make it. <laughs> Whereas the third night, I felt like shit, and I was like, Yeah, I just got to drink through this one. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. It was a good week. That was a good disorienting, time. but good week. Yeah. Um, what else should we talk about? Oh. Here's a good one. Uh, you doing any New Year's resolutions, Brando? Uh, I'm going to try and eat better. Yeah. But, yeah, I won't do it for the whole year. I usually do it in, like, four-month, five-month spurts. Um, oh, I was going to try and take more pictures for work. Because mm. they always yell at me about that. It's not, like, something I'm mandated to do. Right. But I'm supposed to, like, it's nice if I can spread the good word on social right. media. Um, what's more? That was That was it. I woke up this morning super hungover and said I was going to stop drinking for a while. I saw that text and I laughed out loud at it. That's not. No way. I remembered like Vegas was coming up in February and I'm like, well, that's not even long enough to be impressive. (laughs) I might as well just keep drinking. Yeah, no kidding. 
Uh, I, I've, uh, I'm off the pop. Yeah, so far so good. And uh, that started this week. I didn't actually start on the first because of Andy being there that, that week. That was the was same like, thing with no, That was the same thing with me and the eating. No point at this. You just let this week ride out, and we'll start it on the ninth. So I am uh, technically five days in without a single drop of soda. Okay. I've been drinking water like a motherfucker. Yeah, getting good use out of those ice cube trays. Which has been good because I've been sick as well, so yeah, the fluids are helping. probably helping. But uh, Ain't no sickness that a lot of water won't kill with time. I'm excited. I'm excited once I'm healthy from this sickness to see if there's any difference in how I feel because I've like talked to, there's been two or three people that have quit pop in the building at work mm. and they've all said like they feel like they have just so much more energy and shit. So yeah. I'm excited to see that. I've well. heard similar tales. Yeah. I'm going to start shredding the pounds. I'm going to be fucking skinnier than Scotty within yeah. two months. Yeah. Mark that. my words. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been okay so far. It hasn't been tough. All of them said it was pretty tough. I haven't had an issue with it so far. There you go. I get thirsty. Drink some water. Yeah. Drink some you, water. You, your biggest problem is going to be the alcohol. Yes. You drink a lot of alcohol that mixes with boot or uh, mixes with pop. Mm. Not a big beer guy. Yeah. I, I can drink it, but I'm not like if I'm going to go get drunk, I don't reach for the beer. Right. And if I did, that would even kind of defeat the purpose of being off of pop anyway. Right. Even though it would be only like once a week or once every couple of weeks yeah. for me. Um. But yeah, we I did a topic on our radio show about how we were gonna. I needed ideas. What can I What can I use for mix mm-hmm. instead of soda soda drinks? And I think I think bottom line is I need to switch to vodka. Yeah, it yeah, seems vodka like vodka mixes, mixes more with, a lot of juice, with yeah. juice than rum because rum's my go to drink. I love the spiced rum, but yeah. you can't spiced rum and orange juice just doesn't pop the doesn't same way you, that eh? vodka yeah. and orange juice would. So. That's uh, that's unfortunate. But I uh, I'm a sucker for a good uh, a good screwdriver. Yeah, yeah, right. and that's that's I think what I'll what I'll be on moving forward. A lot of people told me that uh, uh, vodka and uh, sparkling water. What the fuck? Oh, you call like that? club soda. Club soda. Yeah, apparently those is, are pretty good. Is club soda different than pop? Like it's different enough in terms of I think it's calorie just intake. Carbonated or? water. Okay, like, I think that's all it is. I don't think there's any sugar added. I know to there's it a all. difference between like. Uh, tonic water right. and and maybe one of the I don't know I don't know yeah. I should probably maybe look into that before sure. I really get into it but. that'd be funny if you just did that like the whole year and <laughs> I'm then you're fine like, oh no it's the same amount of calories <laughs> as a bottle of water nothing has changed <laughs> why has this happened um, also uh, which you've seen on my Facebook already Brando I made a prediction today kind of joking kind of not joking about the NFL uh, football playoffs mm-hmm. in that I said. That uh, and if you're listening to this after the game, then you obviously know how good I've done at this. But uh, the New England Patriots are playing the Houston Texans, this and is I a said, stretch. "You're going out on a stretch here." Uh, by the way, the Patriots are 16 point favorites in this game. Yep. Uh, I said that uh, Houston would beat the Patriots by at least 20 points. Yes. So if this happens, uh, then Josh Clawson from your CTV Edmonton. TV station that you work on. The weatherman. Has told me that I will get to do the weather on the 6 o'clock news next week. So there you go. That'll be, uh, that'll be cool. I already have a routine planned. Yeah. I plan on wearing blue. Okay. So, so that my float head away. will float. Because I think, I think that would be funny. I think ours is green. Is it green? I think so. Yeah. I'll double check that ahead of time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's green. Either way, I'm going to wear something of that color yeah. to make sure that I float. Yeah. And do then uh, yeah. a lot of hand motions. Like yes. over-exaggerated Barometric pressure pushing yeah. down from the east, and so like you want to have, have my directions like blue backwards up to your wrists, and then like just white hands. gloves, yes, <laughs> <laughs> floating yeah. hands, and my giant melon. Yeah, that'll be good, but be it, good. there's no way it'll happen. So, I no, not, no, no, I'm you, gonna hold my breath for it. But if it does, yeah, 
I look like a fucking legend. Absolutely. And that's Imagine if it's about. 19. Oh. That, I think, they win by you know 19. what? I bet you Clawson lets me slide if they win by 19. I, I bet. No, I don't know. Josh Clawson, <laughs> he's pretty hard and, hard and slow with the rules. And that's it. I got nothing else. Me neither. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump into some news. And now. Spanish announced table news. Warren Bears. Thank you. I was actually waiting for you to do that. <laughs> Randall worked all day today, so I kind of scoured quickly, ah. found some stories that I thought were interesting. Yep. And we'll start it off, unfortunately, on a bit of a down note. Uh, Fred Ottman, hmm. better known as Tugboat, oh, maybe no. even better known as the Shockmaster. Uh, was rushed into hospital earlier this week. Uh, it, it, nothing was really known about it until today uh, when his wife kind of spoke out or did an interview with somebody about what was going on. Uh, she said that he's doing much, much better now, but uh, that when they found him, he was unconscious. They weren't sure if it was a stroke or what it was. Then they found out that it was an infection that had his like temperature around 104, which is fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then upon doing more research throughout the week, they found out that he has four different types of infection. Jesus. So uh, things not looking great, but uh, looking on the up, apparently. The yeah. up and up. So Find the old <coughs> one-on-four handicap man. Uh, exactly. These those bad boys. We're thinking about old Tugboat oh. on the sad pod. Uh, Lana is wrestling again. What? Uh, she did on uh, an NXT house show. She wrestled. I don't remember who it was. It was some jobber, though. Okay, so she won. Uh, Florida last night defeated Macy Estrella. Oh, well, good for her. That's a W. there's a video of her finishing move, quote-unquote. Actually looks kind of cool. It's like a, she's got the leg up for like a T-bone suplex almost, but then picks her up and kind of sit out spine busters her. Wow. It's pretty cool. Like for a female move as well, I think yeah. it's Yeah, got a little power impressive. to it. Also, she's not wearing that weird onesie that she was wearing at WrestleMania. It's a, it's a, it's a two-piece. Two okay. It's better. Okay. Better this Good. way. Trust me. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what they're planning with her. They've also been teasing. I guess this is kind of news. They've also been teasing that she wants to take over as the GM once Foley's gone because Foley supposedly has some time off coming up with his hip surgery once he gets some actual health insurance. Or comes um, to Canada. So I don't know if they're going to fire him or if they're just going to write him off temporarily and she'll take over. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, me In an authority either. role. It's always tough to tell until you get him in there and see how they do, but yeah, she's never been... I She's not strong on the mic over long periods of time. Like, in terms of putting a story together, I don't yeah. know. Like she's good at cutting... She's good enough at cutting promos on other people and pimping up Rusev, but... Right. Uh, if you are a WWE Network subscriber, like we are, uh, you'll be very happy to know that WWE is going to be following Netflix footsteps, and they're going to be offering offline viewing. Ooh, that's that, good. Uh, they're working on the feature right now that will make network content available for download so that subscribers can watch programming on the go and not have to worry about using up their data. So if you're at home, you download it onto your phone or iPad or whatever, Take that with you. You can watch that pretty much wherever you go, which is fucking brilliant. Yeah. It kind of it's shocking it took them this long to get there, but I'm happy they got there. Yeah, me too. 
Uh, what's next here? Let's flip over here. Oh, um, let's talk about this Kenny Omega thing. I don't know if you've been following this as much. Uh, no. Kenny Omega, I don't even know what he looks like. He, uh, he's a white dude. Okay. He's got crazy fluffy hair. He won the, and I'm, I'm going to butcher this. Somebody's going to kill me. He won the, no, not the G1. That's the summer one. The Tokyo Dome show, which ah, the name escapes yes. me at the beginning of January, which not this year, but last year he won it. <clears throat> he was the first North American to do so as well. So a uh, very well-respected wrestler in the uh, in the industry. And he's taking some time away from New Japan, which has led a lot of people to assume or to think that maybe there's something happening uh, with him in the WWE. And Triple H actually commented on it. Uh, as far as Kenny Omega goes, this is his quote here. As far as Kenny Omega goes, I'm just interested in talent, period. If somebody is talented as a performer and they want to come work for WWE, if they want to come to the largest platform in the world where they can truly show off what they do on a global basis, then WWE is the choice for them. Am I interested in them? Uh, to me, or he says, sorry, to me, anytime anybody questions me on a talent, am I interested in them? The fact that you're questioning me on if that on them means that personally, I probably am very interested. So yes, I'm interested. There you go. That's a good way to put it. Really mean anything? No. Though. That just means that he respects good talent, and if they want to come work, they'll have a discussion. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean that. Oh my God, Kenny Omega is going to be on NXT within the next two months. Well, and it's a good way for him to address what he probably gets a million of these every day, being like, "What do you think of this guy? Why don't you go get this guy?" Where he's like. Yeah, if you know about him and you're bringing him to my attention, I know about him. Right. And I'm interested in him. What's maybe more interesting than the Triple H comments is that John Cena has been teasing on Instagram. Uh, he put up an Omega, like the Omega logo, the O logo. Mm -hmm. uh, he also put up a picture of Kenny from South Park. Uh, Doesn't so Cena always do this? Is he, that, am I the only other Cena? time that he's done this was AJ Styles last year before the Rumble, and AJ Styles showed up. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's why he's it's more interesting one. that he's doing this. He's one for one. But maybe he's doing that because that worked so well that maybe this time around there's no truth to it. He's just doing it to fuck with people. Yeah. Because that, maybe, he can maybe do he that. Knows. He's got credibility on the Instagram now. Who knows, right? Who knows? Um, uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. This isn't the article that I wanted. Brando, oh. entertain the people while I try and find the one that I wanted to have because okay. I didn't actually proof, read it. Okay, entertainment. Um, I went and saw, we didn't talk about going to see Star Wars. Oh, I thought, sure, let's do that. That's, that's a great time killer. Yeah, uh, I thought Star Wars was a tremendous film. We saw it in the IMAX, which I have not done in some time. Brilliant idea, by the way. Yeah, thank you. If there's going to be a movie, right? Like exactly. Something that we're all yes. in, all in on and... Uh, it was exactly what I wanted. It it ended very similar to how I thought and hoped it would end. Uh, but at the same time, there were some very cool, very shocking moments at the end of that movie. If you're a Star Wars fan, you owe it to yourself. If you're a Star Wars fan, you've probably already seen it. That's uh, true. Because we actually went pretty late. Like The only reason we didn't go quickly when it came out was because we were waiting for Andy to come into town. True. Um, I'm still trying to find it. That's okay. I can, I can keep talking about it. I liked... Uh, I didn't like the girl as much as I like Ray, which was a shame, sure. but I really liked the guy in this one. Well, the only downside to this standalone movie, and I'm not going to spoil anything because that would be mean, but yeah. you get attached to these characters and then things happen and you're like, oh, god damn it. I really started to just like blank and then this happened. Mm -hmm. um, but 
It was brilliant. It's a, it's a perfect stitching between the movies, uh, or to set up, yeah, between the third and the fourth. Yeah. And um, also, I, I mean, it was just, I don't know. It, it, you could go into that not having seen a single Star Wars movie and not knowing anything about any characters. Yeah. And as a standalone movie, that's a good movie, in my opinion. Yep. Nope, totally. Even removed from the Star Wars world, I thought it was a really good movie. Yep. So. You, I think if there was ever a movie that you, like, there's some great fan servicey stuff near the end of that movie, but this is a Star Wars movie you can see as your first Star Wars movie. Totally. I think. 100%. Yeah. Okay, I found it. A. Uh, to according so. to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, mm-hmm. there's something called the Terry Taylor class at the Performance Center. Uh, this is the one to groom people who are being considered right now for somewhat imminent main roster spots. So this is like, right, you told me you're on this. the verge, you're right on the edge. Mm-hmm. We're going to show you the ropes of the main roster and what's different from there to NXT, and we'll see how you do and then make the call based on when and what we need at the time. Mm-hmm. In this group, Shinsuke Nakamura, Andrade Cien Almas, Alexander Wolf, TM61, Hideo Itami, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Chris Hero, Elias Sampson, and Ty Dillinger. Oh boy. Strong, strong group there. Elias Sampson. Uh, <laughs> they, they obviously love the character, regardless yeah. of, I mean, he gets really good heat. Like it's it's a it's an Eva Marie style thing, where it's like okay maybe he's not the best but we all love to hate him. Yep, that's and that's exactly something it. And that's he good. Might, he might catch that in a bottle. Right uh, now you're probably wondering, well, why the fuck isn't like Samoa Joe on this list? Right. That is mainly because he, Eric Young, uh, Bobby Roode, and Austin Aries, uh, they don't have a, like a traditional developmental deal, so they don't actually train at the Performance Center. Right. So this is specifically for Performance Center. Uh, guys, the next group down from there, so there's apparently tiers, which I didn't even know before reading this. Mm-hmm. So it goes the Terry Taylor class, which is the guys that are right up next. Who the, the fuck next, is Terry Taylor? I don't know. He's probably a wrestler or something. Okay. Next group it's down. Someone's not going to be happy with me. Includes Tino Sabatelli, Riddick Moss, Damo, Authors of Pain, Tommy End, Roderick Strong, Dan Matha, which is that big dude that got destroyed by Samoa Joe that one week, Oni Lorkin, Wesley Blake, Buddy Murphy, Scott Dawson, and Dash Wilder. The two surprises there are the revival to me. I would have thought that they would have been in like yeah, absolutely. We were, universally, they were our best NXT Honestly, tag team. If you hadn't told me this, I would have said the revival's on their way out. Yeah, like like now, like up, now. getting there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but anyways, it's interesting. At least, regardless of how how true and how factual any of that is, mm. it's good to know that they're. Considering certain guys, specifically Ty Dillinger, because that number 10 spot. Oh, on the rumble. Fuck. It's awful juicy. That is so, so good. Juicy. It has to happen. All right. Uh, now, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. I'll get the cards, the drugs, from my generation, I'll take the fall. The saints, across the nation, and it's a The Smoothie King Center in New Orleans. <laughs> On the WWE website, it says New Orleans, L.A. That's not right. Is that how you do Louisiana? Is that the abbreviation for Louisiana? Yeah, it might be. I thought it was L.N. I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, wrong. Maybe I think, I think it's something else. Okay. Because well, L.A. Way. is in California. Right. C.A. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Either way, that's where we are. New Orleans. 
Uh, the show starts backstage. Stephanie McMahon giving Mick Foley his performance review for uh, for the <laughs> fucking four months that he was uh, in power in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's besides Quarterly the point. Quarterly review. That's, yeah, sure. Um, Seth Rollins walks in, tells Stephanie face-to-face that he's entering the Royal Rumble match. Another big name. Uh, Braun Strowman then shows up, demands Foley give him Goldberg and Reigns or else. I love that that's his or else. Or How else. long till we get an or else shirt? Like, that's going to be uh, his thing. Long overdue already. I'd buy it. Uh, he and Rollins then kind of brawl a bit. Stephanie's yelling, screaming at them. Uh, Mick Foley's trying to break it up. And then the fight does get broken up by security. Uh, and that kind of just settles the dust on the first segment. McFoley has a better haircut this week than he did two weeks ago. Yep, which he just took. He just got rid of it. it just shaved. Which is a sad thing to see a man do because it's obviously like, well, he got some backlash. Mm. There was enough people saying, uh, "You look like a fucking idiot." It, it was a horrible haircut, yeah. though. Like, I don't know, did he go to Great Clips to get that thing? Like, uh, well, it was bad because it was like he was going for a style there, and I was like, "Nick, you can't. Nope. Yeah, you got to go. It's either like, long. Just keep it simple or yeah. to the wood. Yeah. And uh, and now he's gone goatee as well, so he's like fully. Back into Commissioner Foley at this point with the buzz cut and the goatee. I believe it. Which is, hey, to, to each their own, yep. I guess. I'm in. Uh, then we go into the arena. Uh, Roman Reigns is set to defend his United States Championship against Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho in a handicap match. This is one of these things that I didn't remember that they had. They, did they make it? I don't. I never on, saw it. On the week before? They like might have I, made it on like the pre-show or the... Yeah, anyways. Or maybe um, the like the post-show the week before, yeah. Sure. Know. Yeah, I didn't remember it, regardless, uh, but was very excited at the prospect of this idea. Uh, they're doing the ring introductions, and then Strowman just walks out, which I thought, okay, this is fucking super interesting. Uh, Reigns slides out, meets him in the aisle. They start brawling. Reigns gets uh, beat down by Strowman, uh, Owens, and Jericho until Seth then comes out. He makes a save. He and Reigns clean house. Strowman, uh, or they hit Strowman with a couple chair shots. Stephanie then comes out, says the U.S. title match would still happen. But she would give Reigns time to recuperate and then put Rollins in a singles match against Brown Strawman. Brown Strawman. And uh, that ends in a double countout. Still trying to keep Brown Brown strong. Uh, strong which man. Is, which, is, <laughs> which is good. Uh, but it was a good match. Rollins came off the top of the ring post to the outside. Strowman moved and he landed on the barricade. Strowman uh, hit Rollins on the outside while the ref counted both men out, so the match ended in a draw. Afterwards, Rollins kept uh, Strowman, uh, essentially kept him at bay with uh, with a chair until Strowman just kind of walked away. Kept trying to get in the ring. He'd swing at him. He'd back off. He's taking the. He's, he's got a little bit of smarts in there too. Yeah. He's not just a big gorilla. The equalizer, yeah. as they call it. That's right. Uh, Jack Gallagher defeated Drew Gulak. And uh, bah, 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 he hit the headbutt and then the running dropkick to get the pinball victory. That's all that I have here. Mm-hmm. Cruiserweights have, have lost me no, at this point. No, we don't even watch 205 Live anymore. Nope. Not unless we think something's going to happen. Right. Which apparently uh, it did happen this week. A little bit of story progression, anyways. Not okay. Nothing like major. We'll, we'll discuss it later. It'll always be when we don't watch. Yes, of course. Uh, Shawn Michaels then comes to the ring to hype up the Royal Rumble. Fans are chanting one more match at him, but he said... Uh, don't don't peer pressure me. And he's, I'm going to show you how to stand yeah, up to peer pressure. Check this out, kids. I thought that was very well handled. Yeah. Uh, he said he's much more comfortable sitting. But he also sitting. looked like he was about to cry right before he said that. The way that so he started like, this promo, yeah. he was teasing people with it. I know. It was the, how he worded it and yeah. how he's like, well, you know, the rumble. 
back in San Antonio, my hometown. That's where I won the championship 20 years ago. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, holy fuck, like, what's happening? But, uh, yeah, he was just teasing us at that point. Because then he goes on to say that he would rather uh, be outside the ring than inside with the likes of Goldberg and Strowman and Lesnar, etc. Uh, he started to talk about his new movie. Uh, and was very funny, very Shawn Michaels-esque mm-hmm. with the date and the yep. winking at the camera. I think he knew he couldn't go out there and do like a, a, ni- a nice smooth plug. Yeah. So he's like, well, if I'm going to plug it, I might as well just be fucking, yeah, cheese it up. Um, they started booing when he said, because the way that he, he transitioned from them chanting one more match to him being like, I'd like to talk about my movie. And they yeah. started booing. He's like, don't you guys do don't that. Don't you like he's, boo he's friends with everyone, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Uh, and then everyone's like, okay. And they were <laughs> applauding by the end when he talked about his movie, which is nice. Mm. Uh, this gets broken up by Rusev, which immediately I was very excited for. Uh, Rusev seems to get the, the like, he's this guy now mm-hmm. moving forward. When yep. somebody, like a legend or somebody, yeah. he, he that, gets to Raw's be the one. Very, yeah, like the Raw writers are very confident in his ability to get the good kind of heat with him. Like, people yes. don't really cheer Rusev, but people are obviously entertained by Rusev. Absolutely. Uh, obviously it comes out with Jinder and Lana as well. Rusev asks HBK to use CGI and put Lana in his movie. The whole reason that Rusev came out yeah. was because he wanted Lana to be in Shawn Michaels' new movie. And he said it no less than 15 times. Put my wife in your movie. Every time Shawn would do one of his one-liners or get his line in, and the crowd would react, and then Rusev would be like, anyway, put my wife yeah. in your movie, <laughs> and then just go back in there. The best was when uh, he's, Rusev is showing off his wife and telling her to do a spin, mm-hmm. and he says that she could have easily won a Golden Globe because the Golden Globes were the night before uh, over Emma Stone. Is that who won yes. the Golden Globe? I think so. Um, and then Sean makes a comment about, you can't talk about Golden Globes when you're spinning around because it makes me feel awkward. Right. And there's an awkward silence, and Rusev goes, that must be American joke because I don't get it. Yeah. But put my wife in your like. Just, <laughs> he was so good. He was good. It, from the moment he came out, where he's like, Sean, Sean, shut up, Sean, and like just oh, he's fuck. I fucking love Rusev so much. Um, then uh, Enzo and Cass come out. Uh, they uh, defend Shawn Michaels. They do a lot of the usual shtick. Shawn Michaels even got in on it with they were calling out movies. Uh, Sean said Dumb and Dumber for Lana and Rusev, and mm-hmm. they were doing the How you doing? Uh, Enzo called him the realest G or the realest person in the room yep. for Sean, which is cool. Yep. Uh, and then Sean they all... was probably honored. Yes, yes, yeah. no <laughs> doubt. Uh, what did Sean say? What was um, his line? Oh, they're haters. They're, they're haters. haters. <laughs> yeah, they're haters. Just so white. Um, I think he, he hammed it up on oh, purpose yeah, too, absolutely. which is great. Would he? It's like it? we said when we were watching. He he very much knows what. He has become oh, yes. after retirement. Yes. He's the old hunting white guy who pokes his head in and tries to sell you something. And uh, They did the, he, or he did his line. If you're not down with that, we got two words for you. And I think Enzo Mori legitimately was like losing his excited. mind. Excited. Yeah. He was like, holy fuck, I'm doing it. suck it with yeah. Shawn Michaels in the middle of a ring on Raw. Uh, this turns into a match. Uh, ta- uh, no, just Cass and uh, Jinder Mahal. Cass challenged Rusev. Rusev put Jinder in instead. And Cass wins when Rusev tries to interfere. Michaels hit him with a sweet chin music. A really good sweet chin music, albeit. Uh, and then Cass wins after he hits the Empire Elbow. After the match, Ken, Cass, Enzo, and HBK uh, all celebrate in the ring. So. All right. Is this fun little thing? Yeah, I, I laughed yeah, a yeah, whole totally. bunch. It was a little long, I thought. Yeah. But I, uh, I agree that I had a lot of, and I'm such a fanboy for Shawn Michaels that just him being out there, I'm like, this is great. Yeah, this is great. Just Absolutely. have him out there the whole show. 
best way to use them too. Put them with Enzo and Cass. Yep. Who are kind of the new age, new age outlaws. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Rusev was just the perfect heel to put out there. So oh, this is great. Um, but, but, but Neville defeats Lince Dorado via submission with uh, like the rings of Saturn, which he's not used before, to no. my recollection. No. And it looked really good. Yeah. They seem to really like giving the cruiserweights submissions. Yeah. Like that's kind of been They're trying like, to like build this like technical prowess amongst the division. Which makes sense. Yep. Uh, and he locked it in after the match as well. I, I, I gotta say, as much as we just talked about kind of being turned off by the cruiserweights, mm-hmm. I really like what Neville's been doing. I really like what they're doing with Neville. Uh, the heel character's been great so far. Yes. Love it. Yep. Uh, after the match, Neville and he kind of, cont- he kind of shouldn't be doing the red arrow because it's such a. I agree. Like he should like have something like this. People are gonna pop whenever he does that. Absolutely. Um, but, but, but Rich Swan runs to the ring afterwards and uh, kind of runs Neville off. It was a more serious Rich Swan. Like he was fired up. He didn't dance at all. He was screaming at him, which was uh, also nice to see. That is the Rumble match, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sheamus defeats Luke Gallows. You had Carl Anderson on commentary when Cesaro comes up and weasels his way in. Uh, Anderson didn't like that and said, this is my week to be on commentary. Um, it ended up with uh, Anderson and Cesaro brawling after they Anderson threw a, threw a water bottle at him. <laughs> Vicious strike. Uh, that distracted Sheamus, allowed... Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, we lost him, folks. <coughs> Sorry, Bring I was back. fighting it. Bring him right back. Uh, distracting Sheamus allowed Gallows to hit a flapjack, but Sheamus kicked out, and then Anderson and Cesaro continued to brawl. Gallows became distracted. Sheamus hit the bro kick and got the pin. So, uh, faces, faces win. Mm-hmm. Is Sheamus a face yet? Has he uh, made that transition? I think so. I think I, that that is a face team. Yes. Um, I think. It only is funny because Sheamus doesn't get along with Cesaro super good, and right. th- that, in fact, makes him seem heelish. But he seems more... It's like Kane and Daniel Bryan, almost, where it's like... Actually, Daniel Bryan felt like more of the fucking dick in that tag team. He tried to be more of the dick. Yeah. It's weird looking back on that because he was technically a heel at the time yeah. and then became the great babyface yeah, that we there know Yeah, there was never a turn there, right? Like right. That was just a gradual... Um, so earlier in the night, Foley was told by Steph that if The Undertaker didn't show up uh, within the hour, she gave him an hour mm-hmm. because got to have him on at the top of the hour, Mick. That's yep. how the show works. <laughs> uh, that if he wasn't there, then that would be the hinging point of his performance review, which seems a little that bit seems unfair. unfair. You're saying like a four-month performance review comes down to this. That's an emotional decision <laughs> that you've made. It doesn't make any logical sense. Uh, so Foley's in the ring talking about his experience with The Undertaker, kind of getting a little emotional. Uh, lights go out, and then Stephanie McMahon's music hit, what I thought I thought was a great little yeah, touch. This totally. was brilliant. If I didn't her. know, like I knew The Undertaker was here tonight. Actually, I think I knew because of a Snapchat you put out. Hmm. Um, but I also didn't think they were ever going to advertise it without him being there. But it would have given you that little bit of an inkling when that music happened where it's like, he's not even fucking here. Yeah. He's not even fucking here. That's yeah. mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, she told Foley that she was disappointed at his inability to produce The Undertaker. Like, like. Like, Foley has to produce him. Like yeah. Literally has to, like, be his fucking handler and yeah. produce him and make him come out. I thought I, I thought that aspect of this was weird. Yeah. Like, it's The Undertaker. He does what he wants. It's not hinging on fucking Mick Foley. Mick Foley had no control right. over this other than apparently he was the first one to say, I think The Undertaker might be there next week. I know. He didn't even, like, it's not like he talked to The Undertaker. It's just, like, That's Mick Foley weird. was, like... I, I assume feeling. if I bring his name up, he'll probably show up because yeah. that's what wrestling is. He said, I have this feeling you have to trust me. Yeah. Even though they were advertising, Undertaker will be there. Yeah. 
it's all of a sudden now just this feel. I don't know. This is very weird why they brought him in, but yeah. regardless, um, Undertaker does show up. Um, then uh, he comes out, cuts a promo, announces that he will be entering the Royal Rumble match, which is a fucking bomb and a half. Yeah, like I I shouldn't have been surprised when he said that because I was like, what else is he out here for? But I was fucking surprised, and I was like, God, can you imagine if him, Lesnar, Goldberg? fucking Braun Strowman all end up in like four mm. corners at some point. What if like, that's your final four? What is it? What if that's your final four? <laughs> what if your final five is those guys in Samoa Joe? Right. And Samoa um, Joe wipes the table with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, they kind of tied up the loose end of the SmackDown appearance by saying, I go wherever I want and do whatever I want. Cause I'm the undertaker. Yep. Which makes sense. Um, he says that he answers to nobody and then got right in Stephanie's face and said, Nobody again. Nobody. I thought I thought Steph and Mick were really good at just selling like yeah. computer pure especially, shock. Especially Stephanie, who often I feel does a bad job of um giving like the faces their 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 pop. Like if, if yes. a baby face says something and gets a really good reaction from the crowd, she has to be like, Oh no, na 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 I'm uh, you pandering, pandering and I was yeah. like, Oh, just let that breathe. Just let the like be like, oh, I can't believe you said that to me. Like, yeah. give, give one of those. Show that it's getting to you. Uh, he vows to win the Royal Rumble and return to the main event of WrestleMania. And 29 other people will rest in peace. I thought Byron Saxton, and I don't know if this was written or if somebody gave it to him, but he had a great line after this where he said, The Undertaker has 29 holes for 29 souls. Yep. Which is fucking that's a lot of, great that's line. That's a lot of holes for souls. Great line. I'll give Byron the credit on that. Yep. I'm going to assume that it probably wasn't him, but regardless... I bet you some of those people get eliminated before The Undertaker enters the ring. What if they don't? What if he just comes in? He just sets the record, and and this can never be beaten unless there's a 40 man (laughs) rumble. This is it. (laughs) And what if he actually puts them all in holes after? Yeah, like buries every one of them. (laughs) You're all dead now. Or one like big mass grave. Yeah, sure. Just a fucking giant hole. Yeah. Everyone in. Uh, Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair taking on Bailey and Sasha Banks. This was set up in a backstage segment in which. Uh, Bailey and Sasha were talking, and then uh, they both get attacked by Nia Jax and Charlotte. And then Nia actually even she didn't attack Charlotte, but she gave her a push and mm. let her know that she 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 don't listen to Just nobody. Hurt, his, hurt her leg, yeah, I think a little bit, a little leg bruise. Little I thought that horse. kick um, that uh, Nia. Nia did to yeah. Sasha's leg yeah. was fucking vicious yeah. as hell. Yeah, like, she did it to the fucking crutch the last time when they were together. It looked really good. I like that. That was a good touch. Yeah. Uh, the match was okay. Uh, the heels actually pick up the win when Jax laid out Bailey and uh, Sasha. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, she pinned Bailey after the leg drop. Arguably her best leg drop she's ever done. We rag yep. on her for her leg drop because she kind of stops and then just sits. Yep. She kept the momentum going. She yep. jumped. I thought this was well, the had best a lot one. of speed, a lot of height. Yes. A little Hulk Hogan in that leg. Somebody's drop. been working with her oh, on that. Be Hulk Hogan. Can you imagine Hogan and Nia Jax just doing leg drops in the performance center? Uh, you want to know an alarming thought? What's that? I was reading an article today yeah. in which they were saying the perfect person to win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal this year is Hulk Hogan. Jesus. That's, that's <laughs> no, debatable. No, thank you. That's a debatable no, point. No, thank you. Uh, the New Day come to the ring. They invite Titus O'Neil out to discuss what happened last week. Titus asked for another chance to join them, but instead they showed footage of him falling over on NXT in 2010 before NXT was the current NXT, mm-hmm. and they were doing that weird, you have a pro to yes. teach you. Yes, rookie. Daniel Bryan was Mrs. 
rookie. Yeah, rookie. Which is fucking weird. weird. And then he outshined the mid. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, so they were doing like this weird obstacle. They did some weird things on that NXT show. Mm-hmm. They had a kissing contest one year with the women. Yeah. In which I think. Yeah. Was it Jerry? Was it Jerry? Uh, no, it was on The Miz. Oh, that's um, going to cause and trouble. And I think Caitlin, or yeah, Caitlin won. Oh, good. Or maybe it was AJ. I don't know. Either way, it was their I season. I can't believe AJ would do that. Fuck. It seems so like, demeaning. Yeah, like, yeah. you think about that now, and you're like, holy fuck. Like, even yeah. that, they wouldn't be able to get away no. with. No. But anyways, um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So it was like this obstacle course where they had to pick. He had to pick up a keg and run around the ring with it. Mm-hmm. The only shitty part about this is because Titus was probably so green at the time yeah. that before he even hit the ground, you could see he was laughing. Right. Because this was a planned spot that right. he was going to trip and fall and be the idiot. Yeah. Uh, but they replayed it was over and over again. Is this the NXT one? Yeah. I thought the NXT one wasn't a planned spot. No, I think it was. Oh, really? I think it was. I thought he fell. I thought he was laughing because he knew he was going down. And he's like, well, <laughs> this is fucking embarrassing. Uh, but that did both. That makes sense. too. Either way. Who knows? Uh, so they give him another chance. They have a uh, keg of booty juice, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sure <coughs> your throat is loose. Loose. I mm. could use some fucking booty juice right I now, I'll tell you no that. No kidding. Uh, Titus does it, picks it up, runs all the way around the ring, drops it before he crosses the line, and yeah. kind of high steps his way in. Uh, and they said the word Deshaun Jackson about 400 times, which yep. I'm sure was a little bit of a deep cut for you being an Eagles fan. Yeah, it was. But you know what? He's moved on to a place where I can properly <laughs> hate him. So now, so now it's totally fine. That's good. Um, and uh, so he gets upset about that. Uh, and he hit Kofi Kingston. And then Kofi uh, challenges him to a fight. That happens. Kofi wins. Uh O'Neal set up for the Clash of the Titus, but Xavier Woods distracted him with the trombone. Titus tossed Kofi to the New Day. Uh, Kofi hit him with the Trouble in Paradise and got the pin. Main event. Handicap match for the United States Championship. Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens taking on the champion, Roman Reigns. Um, This was a really good match. I liked the storytelling in this match. I liked the booking of it. I fell asleep. I had to go back and rewatch it. You had um, you had Roman kind of power through both of them a couple times, yep. which makes you roll your eyes and go, holy shit, this is going to happen. Coming. It's coming. And then Kevin Owens and Jericho would kind of get the upper hand again, and you go, okay, well, this is interesting. And then they, I swear they did it twice. They did. Reigns kind of went with it. Kevin and Jericho go. Reigns goes again, and then Kevin and Jericho got back on top, and that was that was it. Like, they just stayed on top of them. They... They powerbomb, uh, they, it essentially ended with the powerbomb onto the apron spot from uh, from Owens. Slides him in the ring. Jericho hits the uh, the code breaker. And when he did that, I was like, holy shit, this is, this is happening. Yep. And it did. Yeah. Chris Jericho pins him and is your new United States champ. I was like, oh my God, this is happening. But still, when, that, when he hit two, I was like, he's going to fucking kick out. This was just their big, yes. big spot to make it seem like, and then he'll kick out Superman his Superman reigns. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't. Nope. It was a weird mix of emotions for me yep. on this one because um, immediately I went, holy shit, good for fucking Chris Jericho, yep. who's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, yep. has now won almost every single championship. That you can win. That you can. Yeah. Because um, that's what they made a big deal out of. That's the one that escaped him, the one that he never got. Yeah. So he's done it. But then what else does he But mean? then immediately I thought, oh, fuck. That probably means that Owens is going to lose to Reigns. And then 
Jericho won't win the Rumble because that was my pick was right. that Jericho would win the Rumble and, Jericho, and they feud for the uh, the United Universal. And then Jericho strap. probably ends up going with Owens at Mania for the a, US a, title. A, yeah, yeah. So which isn't the worst thing? I no. find it weird that two Canadians are fighting. <laughs> and maybe they'll make that into <laughs> the storyline. Yeah. Um, but I just thought ah Jericho winning that Rumble. Another thing that he has never done in his career, arguably yeah. bigger than winning the U.S. title, you could have him win the U.S. title whenever you want. Mm-hmm. But if you would have had him win that run, and I get there's so many big names in it, but because it's Jericho and there is so many big names in there, mm-hmm. if he was the guy coming out of it and kind of babyface-ish at the same time, I think people would go fucking bananas for it. If he, yep. Even if he weaseled his way through it. And at the end of it, just kind of happened to just be in the ring because two guys eliminated themselves. And he's mm-hmm. like, hey, I did it. That would have been great. But yep. I don't know if that's going to happen. Who knows? Who knows? He is yeah. in the match. That's exactly it. They He's got some heavy match. hitters in that rumble, but that was almost also making me think it's going to be all these fucking big guys, and then Chris Jericho is going to win. Yes. Hopefully by last eliminating Goldberg. Wouldn't that be swell? WCW. Uh, studs and duds. I will give my stud to Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. I think that's fucking great. I will give my dud to... Uh, Shawn Michaels trying to learn how to dab from TJ Perkins. Yeah, just that little scene. Yeah. Which we didn't even talk about, but no. that, that was no, and probably shouldn't. Have. Don't do that. Um. Uh, my stud is going to be. I'm going to say Neville. Okay, I like that. I, yeah, and I like that he's got a new finisher. Uh, my dud will be since we're just picking super slight moments in the show. Um, <laughs> the part of the Undertaker. Segment where he said "rest in peace" and then went. Rest in peace. <laughs> that was super weird. Like, I don't know if he just got super excited or if he was trying to do like a proper. Uh, I. But it just, it just sounded. I'm weird. pretty sure I said "stop it" before he was even done making that sound. Uh, that was pretty funny. I think that was just like an old man noise. Like mm. he's just an old man where he just makes those random like. <laughs> Noises. Yeah, yep, sure. Just, Doesn't even know he's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he's earned that right. Up. He's yeah. earned it at this point, I'd say. Okay. Uh, now, I guess I will talk about SmackDown because Scotty is not here. Do it. Raising Cane's River Center in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That's a mouthful. Raging Cane's River Center. Didn't get a Raging Cane today. That would have been perfect. What yeah. if we got Raging Cane? And he's just, like, pissed off and going after everyone. Didn't happen, unfortunately. I say that loosely. Uh, the show opens with Dean Ambrose uh, doing his Ambrose Asylum. And this is when Brando remembered that he's the current... Yeah, yeah. Literally forgot. Champion. Literally <laughs> forgot that he won the title on that holiday show or on the show over the holidays, which is great. Yeah, because they started doing that pre-packaged thing where it's like, oh yeah, remember this Renee stuff? And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember the Renee stuff. Oh yeah, and then she gets slapped by uh, Maurice, and oh yeah, they got this. They're starting to really build this feud. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they had this intercontinental title match. Mm-hmm. That was good. And then the moment that they showed um, the replay of Maurice getting thrown out, I just had. I was like. Oh, shit. I forgot Dean won this thing. He's yeah. the champ. Um, He had a, an alligator, like a mini alligator head instead of a plant on the yep. stool. Also named Maurice. And he, oh, yeah, right, Maurice. Right? Maurice, yeah. Right, which was, uh, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
He uh, celebrates his Intercontinental Championship, announced he'd be entering the Royal Rumble match as well. Then the Miz and Maurice come out. Uh, Miz also announced that he would be in the Rumble. And Miz offered a chance to surrender the Intercontinental Championship before he took legal action because Ambrose had stolen something that belonged to him. Mm. Uh, and Ambrose said, you're right, I do have something that belongs to you, and gave Miz the Miz Participation Award, which I still, I love that. I think I like the, that he kept it. The, well, the Participation Award is, yeah. is a great gimmick yeah, totally. in and of itself. Uh, Miz and Ambrose, then uh, they kind of brawled a bit. Miz ended up being slapped by Maurice by accident. Ambrose hit him with the Dirty Deeds and uh, gave the Participation Award to Maurice before leaving. So They made it very clear that they fined Maurice. Right. For hitting a non-active WWE member, right, superstar, whatever they, however they worded it, they yes. find her with five thousand. I think they yeah. said peanuts for her, probably. Yeah. Uh, think of all the millions of dollars the Miz makes in those movies. Natalia and Nikki Bella were set to have a match, but it never took place because Natalia attacked Nikki backstage beforehand. Then Nikki stormed the ring. The two brawled and would not break it up to allow the match to start. They did the full-on uh, pull apart with referees, uh, and it ended with. Uh, Natalia hitting a chop block on Nikki and then locked in the sharpshooter outside of the ring. I thought this was actually really, really good. Mm -hmm. Yep, me too. I was very impressed by this. Usually pull-apart segments are not so great. Yep. There's, uh, a little, there's a little ferocity on this one. You rarely get them for women. Right. Uh, if, well, I don't want to say ever, but like in a long, long They're time, very, I don't remember. Right. And there's so happening. many ones with guys that it's like, even if it's not a long time distance, it feels like there's probably 30 guy ones for every woman. Totally, one. yes. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was really good. They uh, the the chop lock was sold really well. She looked like she actually fucking hit her really hard, mm -hmm. and Natalia comes out on top, which is fine by me. Yeah. So no complaints on that. Kalisto defeats Dolph Ziggler. This is uh, from the setup from the past week where we had a Dolph Ziggler heel turn. Yes, which I think was a brilliant move. Yeah, uh, the timing was right on that. And it's not a slow heel turn. In that, like, it was it was obvious when he turned heel, and now he's a heel. Yep. But it, it, there is a very, like, he's not just an ass now. He's not just going around cutting, like, heel promos. He's, like, obviously very fucked up. Like, he's emotionally... You might say he's broken. He might be broken Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, he loses to Kalisto. Uh, he pinned him with just, like, a crucifix. Didn't even really hit a move. Uh, Ziggler got super upset afterwards and attacked Kalisto, beat him with a chair... As Ziggler went to leave, Apollo Crews came out, uh, to which my cousin, who watches weekly, mm -hmm. messaged me and said, I totally forgot that Apollo Crews is on SmackDown. So that shows you what the uh, what people think of Apollo Crews, I guess. Yeah. He's, just, he's there no somewhere. Nope. Uh, he comes out. Uh, he, Ziggler manages to fend off Crews and attack both Crews and Kalisto with a chair in the ring. So. I don't know where this is going, but nope. I'm kind of interested in it. More on the Dolph side, yep. I guess, than the other two. Don't really care. I, Kalisto should be in the cruiserweights. I don't right. know why he's not. But and you could do maybe Dolph and Apollo. Yeah. Like um, a longer program. But I, I like know. I like the heel Dolph. And I like that he's... Me too. He like needed they, a change. They did that interview with him, and he didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. He just stood there. like I, I'm, I'm interested in how they're making this character into what it is. Right. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we have the tag team championship match. American Alpha taking on Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. Uh, it ends with American Alpha defending their championships. Luke Harper got on the ring apron as Orton was about to hit the RKO. Um, this was after they had already had a miscommunication on the Wyatt family side. Chad Gable pushed Orton into Harper, rolled him up and, to retain the title. So again, no, no real finisher move. Mm -hmm. Just a, a bit of a distraction and a quick roll-up pin there. 
After the match, Harper and Orton uh, went were going at each other. Bray Wyatt got in between them to break it up. Harper attempted to super kick Orton and hit Wyatt instead. And I, I'm pretty sure that he might have actually caught him with that kick yep. as well. Which, you know what? They're tough guys, so. Well, and it works. It <laughs> yeah. works because I was like, oh, what the fuck just yeah. happened? Because A, I think he hit him, and B, what is going on? Did we mention Shanzi's super kick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, sorry. Uh, almost took the guy's head off. It was great. Yeah. It, yeah. Sean still got it. He can <laughs> oh, super kick anybody. Except for that one in the uh, Hell in a Cell match. He kind of missed that. Yeah, but it's, that's that he the moment. <laughs> He's in a Can't cage. Can't blame him for that. He's probably freaked out a little <laughs> bit, like the zoo animals. Uh, so yeah, he hits, uh, Harper hits Wyatt with a super kick and then Wyatt stared them both down and then walks out on both of them. Yes. Uh, you and I, 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 this might be my favorite thing that's happening in terms of a a program. My favorite thing is Chris Jericho, but my favorite like program that watching what they're doing is these guys across both shows. Sure. Like I really am interested to see how the Wyatt family blows up. Um, yeah, I, I thought there was a moment where, because after he got super kicked, Bray went right up to Orton first, yeah. like got right in Orton's face. And I thought what they were going to do was that Bray was just going to look at him and get really intense and then just say, do it. Mm-hmm. And Orton hits an RKO on Harper out of nowhere. And that's, I guess, the end of Harper in the Wyatt family. But I really liked it that Bray walked out on both of them and they both kind of stood there and looked at each other like they were, you know, children that had just been punished, being like, oh, we fucked up. Yep. Like, yeah. I like it. Like I like we, it a lot. We fucked up so bad that he's not even going to scold. He's just leaving. He's like, I give up. Right. I'm just disappointed. Now, <laughs> we've we've talked about uh, how we think that Orton is truly enjoying helping Bray and putting over younger talent like American Alpha yeah. at this stage of his career. What if this winds up being, at WrestleMania, Bray... Challenging Randy Orton, who has the WWE title. Who's a face? I think that, I think, and that's tough. I think Bray would be really interesting as the face there if he can get the crowd behind him. Me too. Yeah. I think that would be the way to do it. Yeah. And I'd like to see like Bray win the title yeah. as well. But you, you got a were... lot of work to do between, because yeah. obviously, Rumble, it, Orton can't win the title at the Rumble. Nope. So it would have to be that second pay-per-view, and then he's only going to hold it for a month if Bray's going to win it. But yeah. I'm just trying to figure out where they're going with this program. Yeah. Because like what, there what has the to be an is. end game somewhere, and it's got to be Mania to and, me. And it's also interesting to see if Bray even figures into it or if the end game is Harper Orton <coughs> at Mania. Sure. With, like, the loser being exiled from the Wyatts or something. Yeah. I don't I see that. Bray um, would be the special... Special guest referee. He'd wear a referee shirt. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? With <laughs> or the cutoffs. Like, or wear like a perfect, like all he, everything he usually wears, except his little like fucking pocket scarf is like striped. Yeah, striped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carmella taking on a jobber by the name of Thunder Kitty, I think. Uh, yeah. I printed these off of the upper. Uh, the, the, the name seemed to be very uh, up in the air. JBL was struggling. This one. <laughs> but JBL was also great because they, they, Carmella makes her entrance. She's got Ellsworth with her, obviously. Uh, and then they they pan over and they show this, this jobber. And she's got, if you didn't see it, she's like, I don't know. She had 50 style. Like the hair was big and poofy, mm-hmm. like in, in the movie Grease. Yeah. She had a singlet a la like Mae Young style. Yeah. Like a she very looked, May Lo- May, a young Mae Young look. Yes, absolutely. But May as, young, soon, young look. as soon as they pan and put the camera on her, yeah. JBL immediately go, 
what the hell is that? And like he was just appalled by this woman. I thought JBL was fucking great yeah. here. Um, this match, however, not fucking great. No, sir. Um, it was not helping the young lady's cause. J- right. JBL just kept calling her Millie Burke. Sure. Which I don't know where that even came from. That might be a real name. I don't know. I Who couldn't knows? get a read on if she's like a, uh, an out-of-company star who JBL knows of and didn't realize they rebuild her or yeah. if she was, or if he was just making a reference to something. It could be, it could be like a, an old time reference that yeah, we're totally. just too young to understand. Boris, help us out with that. Would you, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> James Ellsworth helped Carmela cheat, uh, by repeatedly grabbing, uh, whatever her name was foot. And then, uh, Carmela wins via submission with the code of silence. And, and that didn't go on very well either. Bad. It's unfortunate, but, um, yeah, anyways, okay, main event, John Cena, Baron Corbin, in another match that I'm not totally sure if they made last week or if they did on Talking Smack kind of or where up. this came about. Yeah. Um, AJ Styles was on commentary for this match. Cena wins by pinfall with the attitude adjustment in a good match. I thought Baron Corbin looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the best guy to learn from in yep. the ring. Like, yep. it's not going to hurt him to give him a little exposure with Cena. Sure. I thought the finish was too fast. There wasn't an, there wasn't a layer to it that made you think, oh Corbin's gonna be bringing it in that triple threat. It was this just feeling of why is Corbin in the triple threat? Mm. Like Cena just fucking like dispatched him pretty quick. Why didn't he? He just doesn't feel like he should be in there now. Yeah, it should have been a non finish or like a and I'm not where he fucking pushes John Cena to the very limits or something like that. I'm not even necessarily saying that he should have kicked out of the AA because that's a, a prestigious thing that they give to guys right. to kick out of it. Yeah. But it just felt like maybe Cena gives him two because he thinks he has to give him two to keep this guy down. Right. Or something. It just felt like right. the way that he if had he Baron yeah. on his shoulders and Baron not just laying there. He was no, still he was wiggling like his wiggling legs and, and doing got, the fight. Yeah. But then they just he just hit it and then pinned him. I just I don't know. I didn't like the way this felt finished. Like there was something missing, yeah. There was yeah, something I did not more. think Baron Corbin was going to beat John Cena. Right. I thought there was going to be something coming out of this that made Baron Corbin look very strong coming towards his his uh his participation in that triple threat match. Uh it's not a triple threat match. It's just Styles and Cena. Really? Mm-hmm. I totally thought it was Corbin Styles and Cena this whole nope. time. They did that match on SmackDown right. last week. Right. Or yeah, was that, that was with dumb. Ambrose? I don't know. Either way, Corbin was Corbin's in the match. Corbin's not in that match. Uh but yeah, yeah, he's not at the Rumble. No. Unless maybe this was for the right to face Styles, like maybe the winner, maybe this was kind of like a mock Number one contenders no, match. No, I might just be. Cena. I might just be totally confused. Yeah, like I said, these days have been. Yeah, totally been kind of a blur. Okay, well um, that makes way more sense. Yeah, because I do remember Cena saying, "Yo, I'm just gonna go fight whoever wins this title match mm-hmm. at the Rumble because I'm John Cena." And I don't know how I ever thought Corbin got in there. Yeah, must have been. Yeah, must have been the SmackDown announcement. Uh, there's still and the my number one take well not my number one takeaway but one thing that I did take away was when Corbin was making his entrance they're still billing him mm-hmm. as the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal yep. winner which is by far the longest they've given that to anyone yep totally that we're almost and a year bring later it up with anyone and he's still doing it yep. so fine by me uh, studs and duds I will give my dud to the jobber women's man not not the jobber yep. but the Carmella jobber match right I will give my stud to the after the match with the Wyatt stuff. Okay, that was also my stud. It was it was going to be from the start of that tag match all the way to the end of the aftermath because I really liked the tag match too. Sure. 
Uh, and my dud is the uh, same as yours, the, the bad jobber match that what? was like ugly even for a jobber match. Uh, Raw better this week. That's my I, pick. Anyway. I liked Raw a lot, and maybe not. SmackDown maybe, was good. Yeah, Raw might just it had the star power for me. Where I was, like, yeah. I was excited to see Sean. I was excited to see Undertaker, and that just made the show move. I even tweeted out before Raw that I was like, I don't know why, but I just feel really, really, and maybe it was because we had taken that week off that I hadn't watched Raw on a Monday for two weeks that I was just really excited and looking forward to it. Plus, the Sean and the Undertaker stuff and going into it, I was super hyped. So yeah, maybe that effect affected my decision making yeah sure we don't get to see sean very often no no we don't treat when we do yes always he doesn't go out there and like fucking blow it yes um okay so we didn't watch 205 live at all because i just i don't know i just it's not doing it for me until i hear from somebody yeah and whether that's scotty whether that's a listener whether that's boris don't care who it is until i hear from somebody that says every week they're doing things that you need to watch this Mm -hmm. i don't think i will because i just it seems like they're doing the same matches. Yeah, and that was the thing that you said Raw. that really made me think, like, yeah, you're right, because we keep we get so many rematches on on Raw or the the rematches on 205 Live, but this right. is a match that we've seen on the main roster. Um, uh, uh, the one thing that I did want to talk about is that, and I I should read through here just to make sure that this is true. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, okay. After so the first match was Noam Dar versus Cedric Alexander, which I guess this is like this was the payoff, I guess, okay. in this quote unquote feud. Yep. Um who won this match? Noam Dar picks up the win. Uh I'm I'm reading this as we do this, so right. bear with me yeah. here. <laughs> um Alexander prepared to execute a moonsault. Alicia pulled the uh uh Noam Dar out of the way. Dar seized the opportunity, secured the victory. Uh, Dar went to thank her. She slapped him. And then Alexander uh, left ringside, allowing Alicia. Later in the evening, uh, Alexander broke up with Alicia Fox. So they are no longer together. That was the storyline progression that happened. Gotcha. Uh, And the video clip that I saw of Alicia Fox was great. It was crazy Alicia, where he says, we're done, and walks off. And she just kind of stood there. Yep. And looked at him, See the fucking silent. Wheels. And it, it wasn't even that. She yeah. wasn't even teasing it. There wasn't a yeah. progression of her getting angry. She just standing there and like processed it for a good probably five, ten seconds. And then just went, what? And like completely, you can't break up with me. And doing her craziness. So I, I like that she that's can just my turn favorite, that That's on. my favorite Alicia. Yes, me too. So we might be getting more of that, which good. is uh, fine by me. NXT this week. This is the first of the new tapings. Uh, and this is a really good show, as as NXT tends to be. First match, uh, well, okay, before the show, I guess before the show started, mm-hmm. uh, you had uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce attack Asuka as she made her way into the arena, right. throwing her up against a bus. Um, they poured a drink on her. Poured a drink on her. That was mean. And, uh, That's bullying at that point. So then Billy Kay um, and Peyton Royce, were they in a match? Yes. Yes, Sarah Bridges and Macy Evans. And I wish Scotty was here because I think one of these two, crazy and I could Mary be wrong, Dobson? but was that crazy Mary Dobson? Got I'm it. not totally sure on that. Somebody fact check me if you want. You can tweet us at Sapod, but I think one of the two of them uh, was, in fact, that person. Uh, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, pick of the win, obviously, and uh, proceed to cut a promo about Asuka saying that we're the dominant force. And then Asuka comes out, 
She tries to attack them. They ultimately get the upper hand on her, obviously two-on-one, and she's quote-unquote injured. And then, uh, I always forget, Nikki Cross comes out. uh, Scotswoman. And attacks Billy Kay Peyton Royce, which was a weird thing to see. But then after she cleared the ring of them, Oscar's standing in the ring, and she then attacks Oscar, hits her with a missile dropkick, mm-hmm. and bites the ropes. I really, really like the uh, the Nikki Cross character. Yeah, me too. I think it's great. And now there's some depth there. Yep. There's like, oh, she came out to to save Oscar, and then she fucked up Oscar too. But she, yeah, the she psycho. wants the title. Yeah. At the, at the bottom line, she wants the title, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elias Sampson defeats Jonathan Cruz. It was a match. Yeah. Live Samson continues to get heat. Yeah. Andrade Cien Almas defeats Oni Lorcan, getting his win back. Another uh, match there. Another good match. I really like old Biffer. I yeah, like Oni. me too. I like both these guys in the ring. Bright future. Yeah. Uh, bright future ahead of both of them, hopefully, anyway. Uh, and then your main event was the rematch for the Tag Team Championships, DIY, taking on the Revival, and they killed it yet again. It's just automatic with these guys. Yeah. Like, and we, you and I were discussing, like, I don't know if it's these guys planning out the matches for themselves or if it's Triple H or a writer or a agent or who it is backstage. Who they're sitting down with in the back to come up with there's it. There's just so much in all of their matches. Like, you take so any much tag choreogra- match. choreography. Like, take any of the New Day's matches from this year. Yeah. And they had some good ones yeah. from last year, I should say, 2016. Yeah. Right. There's just not even close to the amount of stuff that it's like, okay, bang, 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 yeah. into this, back need flip, the timing. super yeah. kick, Here's the hidden, kick, hidden like, tags over here, and then this guy's yeah. getting in the ring, but this guy stops him, and then this guy ducks, and he closes like it. It's so intricate, Yeah, and I, I hope that that's the few, like, it, it seems to me like this is kind of like Triple H's way of, like, this is how tag team wrestling should be, mm-hmm. and it hasn't made the jump yet because Vince still runs the main roster and has his way of doing things, but yeah. my God. God, is this fun to watch? Yep. Fun to watch. Uh, DIY do pick up the win. Um, and then afterwards, you have um, Authors of Pain come out. They attack DIY and hold the titles up and walk off. So mm-hmm. that sets that up moving forward. Also had um, William Regal in his office. And Oscar walks in and says, book the match for uh, NXT TakeOver San Antonio. And he says against who, and she said all of them. So I think that is officially that's going to be a triple threat, a match, uh, fatal four way. Oh, yep, fatal four way with uh, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, and um, Nikki Cross yep. taking on Oscar. So that'll be a good match. I like what they're doing with Oscar. I like that Corbin. she's like, fuck it, give me all of them. I yep. don't give a fuck. I want to yep. kick the shit out of all of them. If this is a way you have her lose her belt if you ever want to have her lose her belt because. Yes. There's no better way to keep a champion from looking weak than having someone in a fatal four-way pin someone else in a fatal four-way, especially if it was Oscar knocking them the fuck out or something. Absolutely, yes. So if you wanted to get the belt off her, but you wanted her to keep being kind of the face of that brand, that's that's a way to do it. I could see one of those fucking Australians. Uh, yeah, so that was NXT. Um, the, the funny thing is, Brando, and you'll really enjoy this, Jason Kiesler of the uh, the New Blood Pod, Great podcast, which you could go check out right now. If you want. Tweeted us whilst we were recording this, maybe even to the minute of us talking about it, there is a video on YouTube, which is 10 minutes straight Uh of this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, stop it. Make it stop. Fade it down. 
<laughs> it's funny because he's like his cheek like <laughs> like a horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Uh, that's great. That's um, good, good video. Good find. I just thought that maybe one of the Australian girls just lays down and the other one pins her. Sure. You yeah. can do that. <laughs> yeah. The old poke of doom. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that idea at all. Okay. Um, ba -ba -ba. Am I forgetting something? I feel like I'm forgetting something before we do emails. No? No, we didn't. We don't got no show to talk about. We don't got okay. no show coming out of an old show. Uh, we do have the, uh, the UK tournament this weekend, which is going to be super interesting. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> uh, don't know. I haven't. I still haven't watched that little preview that they did on Monday, which I plan to do before I actually watch any of it. But it looks good. I was talking with uh, Jackson on Twitter late, uh, or not late last week, but last week at some point, mm -hmm. uh, and he gave me a couple suggestions on who to look for and who to cheer for. And I've decided that I'm going with Wolfgang. Sure, that's a good name because that's a great name. He's what was the other one? Scottish. I'll cheer for the other one. Um, what was the other one? Um, That's okay. If you don't know, don't. Wolfgang or Mortimer. That doesn't say. All right. That's fine. I don't know where. Oh, Trent. Trent is the other one. I don't know okay. if that's just, just, just oh, Trent. Oh, his name's just Trent. Which if his name's fine. just Trent, then I will just fine. Um, yeah. So, anyways. Okay. Let's do the emails. Uh, first one is from Novapunk. Uh, and this is from January 5th. So, who knows what this says? Don't pre screen our emails here on no, the Oh, sure. We'll just fucking run wild. Hey, Sapod, it's 2017, and I'm asking a TNA question. Mm. So with the new ownership... You probably start screening these. <laughs> <laughs> with the new ownership changing over, if Dixie's out for good, could things turn around for the second biggest wrestling company in North America? So far, they have signed Hornswoggle and Andrew Everett to an extended deal, as well as Alberto El Patron, who seems to be in talk with TNA now that Dixie is gone. Who do you think would be good in TNA right now? Thanks, Nova. Um... I can't confirm the Hornswoggle Everett thing. I haven't seen anything about that. Maybe you have. Benefit of the doubt on that one, I guess. Nova Punk. I don't know. Yep. Um, they're also, it looks like they're going to be losing a couple. Specifically the Hardy Boys. Both of their contracts are up, I believe, in February. No, that can't be right because they're doing, no, that could be right. Either way, their contracts are coming up. They're going to be, they haven't resigned as of yet. Uh, Drew Galloway, a.k.a. Drew McIntyre, also his contract is up. He's for sure in February, um, so he's going to be up. They haven't renewed with him yet, and something tells me if they haven't done it by now, they probably won't. I don't know. Mm. Also, uh, Aaron Rex, a.k.a. Uh, Damian Sandow, has a new gimmick, okay. and it's like a Liberace-style gimmick, Sure. which apparently he pitched to WWE, and, and they, they didn't, didn't want. So. Yep. Well, there you go. I'd like to see it. Spread I saw a picture of him in this fancy fur coat, Yeah, and it, it suited him. Sure. And he kind of had a little bit of, like, eyeshadow on and stuff. I don't know. It looked kind of good, so I'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, who would be good in TNA? I don't mm. know. Who's out there that's a bit, Cody Rhodes? I'd want them all for WWE. Exactly. It's <laughs> not in the same way. Also, it seems like they're moving away from the TNA name is what I've been reading. Ooh. Because mm -hmm. Anthem owns them now, that they just want to be Impact. Okay. Anthem Wrestling presents Impact. Gotcha. So it might not be TNA for too much longer, yeah, which keep, is going to be that weird. that branding a little bit. Right. Uh, Luke Ford writes in an email. Hey, guys, just a quick question. Whilst watching Raw, this is from this week, so this is good. My question is, what do you prefer overall right now, Raw or SmackDown? The reason I ask this is because I often turn Raw off for periods because of how frustrating it is. It's frustrating seeing Stephanie in five segments every week where she has to be the center of attention 
uh, and for lack of a better phrase, bury the talent like Sasha and Bailey today. Why do you think she needs to do this every week? Well, we were kind of talking about uh, how she didn't seem to want to let everyone, anyone had have like the word on her, even though yes. that gets a great reaction. Like that, as an entertainer, like the Miz is really good at this. The Miz is really good at when you, when a heel says or a, a face says something to him, like insults him, he's like. Oh, or he'll look at the crowd and yeah. be like, well, who's oh, this fucking what? guy? Oh, don't say, oh, yes. and like, like make it look like the faces are getting to him. Cause then the crowd's like, I oh, showed you where Stephanie's just like, you could lay a sick burn down on Stephanie and she'd be like, oh, that's, that's very funny. That's very cute. And I'm like, Stephanie, just let him have the moment. That yeah. was, that was a great moment until you're like, ah, oh, that's not, well, let you stop pandering to the fans. And the worst part I find about Stephanie and I, I didn't even necessarily mind the Sasha stuff. I think she should just stick to Bailey. If they want to do a, a Daniel Bryan style thing with Bailey, where the quote unquote authority mm. continues to bury her and push her down and prevent her from winning things, that's fine because it's Bailey and that suits her character. And I think it'll work really well in the long run. Mm. But the thing that I dislike about Stephanie is that she flip flops. Like one week she's friends with Mick and. Haha, I'm so glad I hired you. And then the next week she's threatening to fire the man because he doesn't make the Undertaker appear out of thin air. Right. Like, it just seems like fucking pick a lane. A little bipolar. If you want to be a heel, yep. be a heel. That's fine. You're good at being a heel. Yeah. But, but you can't do this out. in between stuff because yeah. I don't know what the fuck is happening half the time when you're out there. Right. Fair. Um, next email's from The Miz Guy. Happy New Year. Uh, I'm looking forward to the new season of Spanish Announce Table podcast. I enjoyed the season finale awards much. The tales of Brando's sexual conquest were much good. Or lack thereof. What does the Satpod plan for 2017 besides global fuck domination? Mm. What are your individual goals and resolutions for the year? Well, we already talked about that. So let, me, let me just check the list on the wall here, Warren. Yep. Um, no, it looks like it's just global fuck domination that's this that's, year. That's all we got. Yeah. That's number one on the list, and yeah. that is the whole list. We do list. not have a two. Uh, this week, our sport was under the verb all assault at the hands of Meryl Streep. Yeah, fuck her. Did she say something Wait, about wrestling? Never mind. No, UFC. And also, I was getting that mixed oh, up with Jane right. Fonda, yes. who came after us uh, in Alberta. She's feeling there's no art in organized combat sports, but I feel she is wrong, as wrestling is still a competition that continues to evolve. Where do you see the WWE in a year, and who do you see as a world champ, mid-card champ, and tag champ going into 2018? I hope the I would like the pay per view events to downsides. Sure. I can make exception for Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Money in the Bank, and Survival Series. Those can stay in Sunday specials. I do have an idea for Raw SmackDown, uh, as they can build up a major episode once a month for both leagues and put TV where the culmination of the month's previous shows you're, take place. You're losing me. None of that makes sense to me at all. <laughs> like the, Usually he's okay. Yeah. Not that time. Okay. Well, let's uh, just agree with him then. Okay. So what was, the, what was it? He actually had a good question in there. Oh, okay. The 2018. Champs. Who's going to be champs at the end of 2017 going into 2018? I'd like to see Samoa Joe with a main card belt. That's a stretch, I know. It but would be. It would be. Um, Ty Dillinger with a mid card belt. That'd be great for me. Sure. And what was the other one? Uh, tag team, I assume. Uh, Mid-card, tag team, world champ. Yeah, the, uh, revival. Yeah. Maybe that's okay. an easy guess, but... I could throw DIY the in there, boys. too. It, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be them and New Day at WrestleMania. Book it. 
Um, I'm going to say Shinsuke Nakamura again. Okay. Fucking get that guy in the main roster. He's not getting any younger. Nope. I mean, he's doing good things in NXT, but he could be doing so much better things on Mm -hmm. the main roster with better guys. Uh, so I'll put him in there. I'll put Austin Aries as your mid card. Yeah, yep. cruiserweight that counts. You say if you if Bobby Roode came to the roster, would you consider him more likely to be a mid card or main card guy? Whew. I I think he definitely easily has the potential to be main card. Yeah, he seems like the kind of guy that would just dominate mid card, and yeah. then maybe you bring him up like how when Dean Ambrose right. was for a really long time. Yeah, you could do that. Again, not getting any younger though. So if you want to do things with him and have him go with Cena and have him go with, you know, the topper echelon guys, mm-hmm. uh, then, yeah, that might be the way to go. Uh, Miz guy says, or if you could ask the Miz one question, what would it be? Well, I already have asked the Miz a question, so that doesn't Ask him like five or ten, eh? Uh, now that Mike has relinquished the IC title to Dean, I can see him become a dominant motherfucker, destroy other athletes until he get a world title shot. 2017 Miz should be like Brock Lesnar when he come back from UFC. So he should lose to John Cena in his first match, is what he's saying. Do it. Yep, I like it. Sounds like a good plan, Miz Guy. Thanks, Miz Guy. Also, Miz Cast is on hi- hiatus. Sure. How do you spell hiatus right? You can't spell <laughs> what right, but you spell hiatus right. <laughs> Jesus. Miz Cast is on a hiatus. <laughs> uh, had a co-host lined up, but he got kicked out of college, and he was equipment I'd use. Hashtag uh, yes. fuck, fuck Scotty. Sure. Spelled Scotty like like the toilet paper, S C O T T I E. That's nice. Gizmo writes us an email. Hello guys, hope you had a fantastic New Year's. I really enjoyed the end of the year show, and I'm thankful Boris picked me as his runner up for emailer of the year for giving him crap. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a it's a it's a big man. It takes a big man to do. Oh, that. absolutely. Uh, I would like to change my sad pod moment of the year because the story of Brando getting so hammered that he didn't know if he slept with his computer. Computer. Yeah. If he I slept with his oh co-worker, I think is it just oh, okay. autocorrected to computer worker. If he slept with his co-worker was so funny, I have to listen to that story like four times. Still keeps me laughing when I hear it. Yeah. Uh my question for you guys That's are uh one, Scotty was quote unquote talking to two girls at the same time at one point. How did he finally decide on Ashley? Well we'll I think uh, he killed them both. Yeah. <laughs> they fought to are the we supposed death. To tell? It was a Jew. We're supposed to tell people about that. <laughs> Um, maybe Gizmo, if it, write us that next week so we remember to ask him that. Uh, two, how did Warren and Brando decide to become roommates? Thanks for the laugh, guys. Gizmo. Uh, That's I was very simple. Yeah, I was ready to move out for a while. We both lived in Sherwood Park, yeah, which is east of Edmonton, yep, and where we work, so thirty-five minute drive is as far west in Edmonton as you can get before it ceases to become Edmonton. Yes. So it was a thirty, yeah, thirty, thirty-five minute drive one way. Yep. If the traffic's okay. Um, so both of us were of the same mutual interest in that mm-hmm. we work in the exact same building. Yep. Um, and it made sense for us both to get closer mm-hmm. and we both are friends. Yep. And both that's how interests. that happened. So found a nice cheap place. Yeah. The rent. We did. We found a really nice cheap place yeah. because I was talking to another coworker. Um, and she said, and I've seen her place and her place is far greasier than ours is. And she pays more for it. Jesus. And it's a one bedroom, and she's by herself, Bet. and it blows my mind. But so we, I think, have a very good thing going for ourselves, which is fine by me. Uh, Ty writes an email, subject line, and we're back. What is crack a sat gods? Are you Ooh, I like that? 
That's a t-shirt. Are you superstitious <laughs> or a little stitious? Because it's the first sat pod recorded on Friday the 13th in the history of the show. No shit. That's very true. I hope the new year is treating you all great. Uh, also great office reference, Ty. I appreciate that. I've had the luxury of having my thumb explode from a drunken stupor on New Year's Eve, slamming it in between a car door. Ooh. Jesus. <laughs> Not trying to brag or anything. Uh, here are some hot takes for you. I love a good hot take. One. Is it blasphemy to wrestling folklore that I'm ready to move on from The Undertaker? The streak has been broken for over three years, and I just don't need his character around anymore. Seeing The Undertaker come out is like having Brett Favre come back from a dozen retirements. It's doing more damage to his legacy than adding to it. As of right now, he is the betting favorite to win the Rumble, and I personally feel the WWE doesn't utilize the Royal Rumble for what it should be. That is, of course, to elevate talent up to the card, uh, up the card and create new stars. I really couldn't give less of a fuck about the shitty Bills, Dead Men, or other has-beens. Waves to Great Khali. I know the lure of the Rumble mm, is best versus best, but the Rumble nine times out of ten isn't even look uh, isn't even booked to be one of the top matches. I I I get what you're saying about the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think he's tarnishing his reputation or his legacy at this point. For me, it was tarnished when he came back from the Lesnar one. Right. And then it never got more tarnished after that. It was like, that would have been a great way for him to just be done. And then when he came back, I was like, okay, now he's adding wins to this WrestleMania record that I no longer care about. It's going to be impressive at the end of the day. But mm-hmm. but it was like, like if, that, if it would have been Brock Lesnar kills The Undertaker, like he just goes away after that, I think that would have been a great way to cap the Undertaker's career. Yes. But the fact that he came back, now I'm like, I don't really care. And that's You can put him in some good matches. Hell, that, he wasn't even the star of his last WrestleMania right. match against Shane McMahon. And that might even just be more of a, they shouldn't have ended the streak until they knew that Undertaker was done. Yes. Agreed. Not so much necessarily that he came back afterwards, that they made the call to end it, and I'm not saying Brock Lesnar wasn't the right choice. Yeah. I love the Brock Lesnar choice. Yeah. In hindsight, I think that's because they did one amazing of the best guys things to do it. with him after it. Like, but should it have happened then? Yeah. Could they have not have gone even if even if Undertaker beat him in that match, and even if they went on to feud and had the Hell in a Cell match like they did later that year, and all the other matches with the kick to the balls, whatever. Mm-hmm. They easily easily could have gone back to the well one more time, even if it was for the championship. Yep. And then have Brock Lesnar beat him. And then have somebody else beat him, John mm-hmm. Cena. I don't care. Yep. To end the streak like that—that that I think is the biggest problem with him. Um, but I, I think that if he's willing to come back, and I mean, we'll see what he does and who he works with at yep. Mania, and if it is for the title, whatever. But if he's coming back to help young talent, to help younger guys, to put them over—not well, not even necessarily put them over, just give him a rub. Yeah. Even and even if that is Braun Strowman, I have no problem with it. I yep. think that's what he wants to do. I think that, to him, is his legacy more than his actual in-ring attributes. It's for him to look back on and be like, I helped that guy become something. I don't know if Undertaker can tombstone Braun Strowman. That's a good point. Yeah. Braun would have to help him a whole lot. And yeah. even then, I don't and know then if he can hold really him up. it's not really safe, though, yeah. Um, in terms of the Rumble, we brought up the Rumble. I, I agree that you want to elevate stars in the Rumble, but I've never felt like you the, you need to have the guy win to do that. Like we've seen so many instances where a guy has just had such a good look, where he came in at number two and went until the final 
five or something before getting eliminated. And that was like his kind of coming out party. Um, because when you win the rumble, you are going to main event WrestleMania. Yes. Like it, that, that is, Mm. that's a step above being like, well, we should use it to get them up the card. I love when they get younger guys up the card, but that's saying like, let's take one of these younger guys and be like, no, we're putting you on the poster this year. Like, this is fucking it. This is as high as you go in this company. Whereas like with the money in the bank, that one I've more been like, I'll put it, give it to whoever, give it to someone who you think will have a really good run with the belt being however he is or with the briefcase. And then hopefully he cashes in, wins it. And then he gets a little championship run. Uh, Putting someone on the main event of WrestleMania, you're saying like, you're the guy. Well, and it's also, it's, it's a money thing too. They want, because it is the main event. That's your draw, right? That's how you're going to entice people to spend money on tickets and spend money on the network and spend money on the pay-per-view if people are still dumb enough to do that. Yeah. It, it, it comes down to the business standpoint of it, too. You can't you can't just take a fucking, I don't know, Apollo Crews out of nowhere and oh, he won the Rumble. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that would work. Nope. Right? It would be interesting. Sure. But not enough. Like, in their minds, they want big names in the big matches. Yep. And that's why guys like Batista have come back and won that match. And it's that's why we get that kind of groan effect sometimes when a guy cashes in his money in the bank after he's fucking been losing, where you're just like, uh, I don't really believe it. Whereas the same thing with Apollo Cruz, if you have him go in there and re- win the Rumble, you're like, well, that's a hell of a pick. Yeah, but I don't really. <laughs> you've never given me a reason to think Apollo Cruz should be winning the Rumble. Right. Uh, hot take number two from Ty. WWE being the Twitter trolls that they are are teasing Lana as a future authority figure mm-hmm. on Raw. I love this idea. I think it would be a great way to get Rusev into the universal title mix. As a matter of fact, that's the one reason that I don't like Lana being considered for that or them teasing it or what, whatever this is. I don't mm-hmm. like it because I if, if Rusev's going to get there, I want him to dominate his way to getting there. I don't yeah. want him to – we all complained about how Kevin Owens snuck his way into this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want that for Rusev. No. I want him to earn it yeah. and – destroy the guy who has the championship and win it. Remember when Rusev was undefeated for a year and was the U.S. champion for most of that? That was great. That was fucking great. That's, yeah, that's more what I want from him. Uh, three, more so for Scotty Boris. Well, oh, one of them. that's funny. Four, what are your New Year's resolution? I already talked about that. I'm yeah. sure old Gray Bush Boris is going to stick to the five-year plan of don't die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's I mean, a deep cut die. I mean, we are all kind of on that plan. Right. Just yes. some of us think of it exactly. more than others. Uh, cheers, Grizz4327 on Twitter. Thank you, Ty. Uh, next email. Okay, well, we already answered this, but I'm going to read it because he spelt it funny. Mark Bassett writes in an email, subject line, NXT. So when does, and he's saying Kenny yeah. Omega, mm-hmm. Ken, space, E, Dot. Yep. Umaga. Good. <laughs> debut in NXT. We've already discussed that, but who knows? Yeah. Your guess is as good as mine. Triple H, if you're interested, Triple H is interested. Exactly. Uh, finally, last email from Jerry. Hi, friends. Hey. Is it as obvious to you guys as it is to me that Reigns is going to beat Owens at the Rumble and Goldberg is going to win the Rumble oh, yeah. and they will face each other for the belt of Mania? I don't think that happens. I think. What if they speared each other and they both exploded? It, it could. Uh, like the it whole could. arena exploded. Sure. New Orleans just blew up. Um, oh, wait, no, that's not New Orleans this year. Uh, I think I think that Owens, or um, Owens, yeah, Owens will lose yeah. to Reigns. I think there's a strong chance that happens. Yeah. You, you could go another direction, but I think that's probably where they're headed. 
I don't think Goldberg wins that match. I don't think he wins a Rumble, no. I think maybe. Mm-hmm. No, that wouldn't work either. I was going to say maybe you get the title. There's so many moving pieces right now. On to Goldberg. Like maybe he gets, I don't know. Maybe he wins the, like he faces Reigns at the pay-per-view in between. Yeah. Wins it there. And then, I don't know. I they're gonna. I think they have to do Goldberg and Lesnar again at Mania. No, is that not the, like? You that, think that would be the plan? Because it just seems like Lesnar's got to get a rematch in there somewhere, right? And the, the, considering how short that match was, we would like to see what an actual match between those two looks like at this point. I think we're yeah. owed that. But I don't know. Does it have to be at Mania, or do they just want to keep that for maybe a lower echelon pay per view that they? can use that match to sell that one more, whereas Mania, you're going to probably sell Mania without that match. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't think it's as obvious as maybe Jerry thinks it is, but that's that's okay. It's, yeah. it's to each their own, as we've said many a time today. Uh, I'm okay with the match between them, but I really don't want it to be for the title and to headline WrestleMania. Goldberg is going to get booed out of the building at the Rumble. Agree? Disagree? Goldberg at the Rumble. The Rumble's a smarky crowd. It is, but I thought they were going to boo Goldberg from the get-go, and yeah. they haven't yet. So I don't know what the world thinks of Goldberg right now. That's exactly it. Like Goldberg is like Hulk Hogan coming back at 18, where I was like, the, the internet fans won't like Hulk Hogan coming back. But then they did. But then they fucking did. They liked and him so much more time. than The Rock. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I don't know, maybe like part of me thinks like, oh, he's like almost a worse version of Batista. Of course he's going to get booed. And then the other part of me is like, but I don't know because he's fucking Goldberg. So maybe that whole stadium will be chanting his name the whole time. Yeah. Uh, he goes on to write, Cena had a fantastic promo on SmackDown that made me stand up, clap, and say, fuck yeah. Having him out of the little or out of the title scene and not being around every week has actually been good for his character, in uh, my opinion. I'm excited to watch him, and I hope he gets the title again. Not sure I want to, I want to see him beat AJ, though. Are you guys okay with him beating AJ for the title? I'll hang up and listen now. Thanks, guys. Jerry, the internet, nobody. P.S. Fuck that Scotty guy. Am I right? Ha ha. Uh, you are right. Yes. Um, um, I like the hang up and listen. That's, yeah, that's, that's good. Especially that's for cool. radio. We'll yes. um, I'm just going to hang up and listen now. I don't know. I, I just had this this idea in my head of Undertaker wins title at Royal Rumble. Undertaker wins Cena, the title at the Rumble? Yes. Yeah, okay. Cena then wins 16th from Undertaker at WrestleMania. That's why I feel like if Cena were to win 16th from AJ, in my mind, that's a step down. It's a weird thought process that's at, just exclusive to me. At the same time, you uh, we have to decide, or the WWE has to decide, what's the big one? Is it 16 or is it 17? True. Because maybe he wins 16 against AJ, dro- drops it before Mania, and I then, think, I, honestly, 17 has to be at Mania. Yeah. And I don't but, think but I also, he gets 17 this year. Right. I think he for sure gets 16 this year. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. But do, he'll do win you the think title 16's at, at Mania? Year. You think you could do 16 at Mania, 17 next Mania? Maybe. Uh. I don't know. I, yeah. Because AJ has held the title for a long time. But, I, yeah. That that title I, feels like a lot on AJ. It feels like it's worth a lot right now. Like in terms of prestige. Right. Like it feel, he is winning matches clean. He is the, the Sapod wrestler of the year. Yes. Unanimous. He, yeah. 
So that like that belt feels like it's worth something. It's like the IC belt started to feel like it was worth something when the Miz was on it because for totally different reasons, but sure. just because he had it for so long and he was really being a good heel with it. Uh, and it's the same reason I didn't care about the United States Championship when Reigns had it. Like it's all about who's holding it. And I think right now that title's worth a hell of a lot. So having John Cena win it would be a colossal moment. I think AJ beats Cena at the Rumble. I think so too. Specifically because if Cena wins at the Rumble, then you have to do the rematch at that next pay per view, mm-hmm. and then uh, you only have a month to do whatever you're gonna do with whoever is the champion. Whereas I, I really think that AJ beats. Cena this month, and then at that next pay-per-view, then you can do something with Orton sure. or or Bray, and yep. then maybe that's how you get that onto that yep. program for Bray and Orton. A lot of hand motions to go going on here. Each other. I don't know. I'm, this this time of year is just great, though, There's because so you don't know amazing. what the fuck up is that, down and down is up. You've and, got that extra title, which I think is changed everything up a little bit like sure it was we only had the two like any of these guys who win the rumble could be going after owens or reigns or they could be going the other way and going after yeah aj or instead of it just being like well who's your guy with the belt coming out of the rumble and who's gonna face him at me exactly right we um, usually don't do a lot with that middle pay-per-view in between no and then that's the thing i don't know if is that gonna be a split i think we've looked this up numerous times but is that just one show so one show is going to have to go from the Rumble to Mania. Yeah. Or is there two in that month? Isn't there supposed to be an elimination chamber now for one of the Right, they did add that in. Yeah. But is it that is it that month? Is that when it's supposed to be happening? Okay, January Royal Rumble. February 12th, elimination chamber is SmackDown. March 5th, Fastlane for Raw. Then Mania. So it's almost like it's almost like a month. Well, fuck the elimination chamber for SmackDown is like two weeks after the Rumble. Oh Jesus! And then it's almost a full month until we get a Raw pay per view, which will be nice to have that buffer zone. And then another full month until WrestleMania. But I don't know. The elimination chamber is interesting on SmackDown too because that's I mean if that's how you're going to do it, that's a real easy way. Like you said mm. with the Oscar thing, that's a real easy way to flip that title onto somebody without AJ losing it. Yeah. I mean, technically, he would have to get pinned, I guess, because it's an elimination chamber. So that was a dumb thing that I just said. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but we're, we're all just out here spitballing. It, 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 it could be AJ gets distracted and doesn't, you know, it's not a full-on pin or something. I don't know. I don't know. I think that that might be where they get the title onto a Wyatt of some form. Yeah. Maybe it's fucking Luke Harper. I sure. don't know. Let's fucking do Luke. What if it's him and he's like, fuck y'all, I got the title now. Yeah. I'm the, I'm Bitches. King I'm King Wyatt. I <laughs> I own the swamp. I run this bitch. You always all you guys can stay in the small swamp <laughs> now. Uh Sapot three sixteen the yahoo.com if you would like to send us an email of your very own. That is the podcast. I have picked the theme for this week. It is uh and I'm I'm almost certain that we've done this before. But I wanted to do this specific pay-per-view this week because it was in the news. Oh, Royal Rumble 2004. Yes. This is because is, this ESPN is on their website has a section now because of the, the affiliation with the WWE over the past year. They have a section on their website for WWE mm-hmm. as they would NFL, as they would NCAA, NBA. If you've been on a sports website, you know that there's different tabs. Yeah. If you were to go on to that right now, there's an article about the previous... Royal Rumble winners over the years, starting all the way back with Hacksaw in Hamilton. 
2004 on the ESPN website. Just so you guys know, Chris Benoit won in 2004. It is listed as Eddie Guerrero winning that year, which is a fucking not vacant. It, it angered me. Yeah, it, I I got angry looking at that. And we're and not like, and we're not angry because we're Edmontonians and we're like no. no. Chris Ben watched me you on there. We're like, you can't just make it up. Just take 2004 off or say vacant. Like, you, like when the year that uh, Mark McGuire won the home run championship, or not the championship, but the, the he had the most home runs that one year. Yeah. You're not going to go back and change it, and on the MLB website, it's going to say that fucking some dick knuckle from Milwaukee won it. No. You yeah, leave it as is, yeah. even though he cheated and he was on the roids. You fucking asterisk it, do whatever you want. Like, it just seems like uh, it's so dumb. It's so you could have skipped yeah. it. You could have gone 2002, 2003, 2005, and that and that's that, fine. That reeks of WWE more than ESPN. I know, I know, and it's not ESPN's fault, but I yeah. don't know. It's still just like why? Yeah, just people are gonna go put look the for guy's that. Knee. We all saw it. We know it happened. It's on the fucking. I could go watch it, and then when I watch it, and it's not Eddie Guerrero. If I've never seen it before, I go, what the fuck is this? Was he even in the Rumble? He's probably in there. Well, was, let's find out. Let's was, break down the card. That was the month before uh, he won the title. That's, that's very true. Uh, on uh, Sunday Night Heat, there was a women's match. Victoria with Steven Richards defeating Molly Holly in a singles match. Uh, first match on the card, Evolution, Ric Flair, and Batista defending their World Tag Team Championships against the Dudley Boys. Four minutes and 20 seconds that went. That's a quick-ass tag match. Not much of a match yet. Not as quick as the three minutes and 12 seconds match in which uh, Rey Mysterio defended his cruiserweight championship against Jamie Noble with Nidia. Nidia! Three minutes minutes is all that took. Uh, Eddie Guerrero defeated Chavo Guerrero with Chavo Classic in his corner in a singles match. So I bet you he wasn't in the Rumble then. Mm -hmm. He was in the singles match. Uh, Brock Lesnar defeated Hardcore Holly for the WWE Championship. This is when Hardcore Holly had come back oh, from his neck injury. Oh, the neck, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what that was. Yeah, that totally is what that is. I remember that now. Uh, that match went six minutes and 30 seconds. Actually, uh, yeah, okay. And then main event was Triple H versus Shawn Michaels, which ended in a draw in a last man standing match at 22-46 for the World Heavyweight Championship. I vividly remember that one. And then the Royal Rumble match, which went an hour and one minute and 35 seconds, in which Chris Benoit won by last eliminating Big Show. I'm going to go through the entrance here. I think if Eddie wasn't on the card, he was in the Rumble. Because Benoit was first. Yeah. Went one. So went Benoit, Orton, Henry, Tajiri, Bradshaw, Rhino, Matt Hardy, Scott Steiner, Matt Morgan, The Hurricane, Booker T, Kane, Spike Dudley, Rikishi, Rene Dupree. A-Train, Shelton Benjamin, Ernest Miller. Wow, I don't remember him being in there. Uh, Kurt Angle, Rico, Mick Foley, Christian Nunzio, Big Show, Chris Jericho, Charlie Haas, Billy Gunn, John Cena, Rob Van Dam, and number 30, Goldberg. Oh, shit. I totally forgot Goldberg was in that rumble. He was eliminated by Kurt Angle. Um, no Eddie. three eliminations. So, yeah, he wasn't even even in the fucking match. Wasn't even on the fucking show. Yes, he was. Oh, where he was, was he? In a match against Chavo. Right. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Screw you, ESPN. TSN's better, you fuckheads. Anyways, we're listening to Puddle of Bud. Uh, nothing left to lose. We'll be back next week with another podcast. 
And uh, we were going to do Royal Rumble Pool this week, but I didn't want to without Scotty here. Yeah, we're, we still we're got light a couple, on bodies. Uh, we got a couple uh, couple feelers out. The wheels are in motion on, on doing a little something special this year oh. for the uh, Rumble Pool. So we'll discuss that amongst ourselves and bring you the good news next week when we're back. Uh, in the meantime, follow us on Twitter. At SatPod. I am at the Diesel Bears. I'm at Brando1990. At ScottBox64 is Scotty. At BB Boris is Boris. Um, that's it. Mm. That's all I have to talk about, I mm-hmm. think. Um, it, we, it, next week, we'll be back. Um, and this is Nothing Left to Lose by Puddle of Mud. You want to do a Scotty? Well, until next time. Keep on growling after the rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Woo!